In today's episode, we're gonna talk about trading the news. Should you, shouldn't you, which one should you avoid, and how should you approach it? We're also gonna share with you a pretty phenomenal story of some traders who use fundamental analysis to capitalize on a very interesting opportunity in the market. Now, today's podcast comes from a recording from a video series we have on YouTube called The Trader Coffee Break. This is where Jason Greystone and myself get together and just have a little bit of water cooler talk about what's happening in the markets. If you want to catch it live and be part of the discussion, join in every Wednesday at 10 o'clock a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK. Just YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and you won't miss the next time we go live. If this is the first time you're watching, this is basically uh, a coffee break. Get away from the charts for a bit, have a little bit of a rant on some of the topics that aren't widely discussed in the education realm. And um, it's just a chance for us to really vent. And we get a lot of questions and comments from traders uh, in the community who, you know, that they, they pose these questions. And really, you're not going to get an answer or you're not going to get any sensible kind of opinions on this stuff unless we raise it and bring it up as a as a group discussion and that's kind of what we try and do here because we've all got our own thoughts and our own kind of biases but it's really really good to kind of have these little rants and everyone joins in a discussion and it's it's for you guys to join in as well so this week we're talking about news and um <laughs> <laughs> first of all Let's, uh, what's happened in the news today, right? It's, uh, let's, let's bring on some charts. You can see we've had some 200 pip. A little bit of a busy day there. A bit of a busy day. <laughs> yeah, we've trail. got, uh, dollar yen, which is massively going in my favor. If you haven't caught that video I did on my, you know, tw trade of 24 years in the making, mm -hmm. uh, this is playing in beautifully to that. But we, what's really interesting about this, Akil, is the non-farm, right? Yeah, we had two recent news events and just to kind of give the laid land and pause i'm clicking through charts as well we are, we are traders after all um but we're we're in this very interesting time where we're kind of in a unprecedented scenario um as a world as, as far as COVID kind of pushing forward the changes that probably should have happened a while ago and now everyone's rushing to catch up and you know um across the globe, right? Economically, there's a lot of stuff happening and the, the main cog and all that is gonna be the US dollar and because it's kind of the, the centerpiece, the safe haven, what have you. And we're at this point right now where inflation is massive and we're trying to, everyone's trying to predict where is that peak? So if you can imagine this like inflation mountain, right? We go up the mountain and then we get to a high and then we come back down, right? Just how markets make new structure highs and then retrace. And just like kind of in trading, everyone's trying to pick tops and bottoms. They're trying to say, hey, when have we hit the extreme? When are we going to go into the next phase? And the big mover for that has been news. It's It's been, you know, inflation. It's been fear of recession or some will say we're in a recession. So last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, last week we had non-farms. Jobs yep. is very important. Yep. Today we had CPI, which is an inflation number. And the market is trying to figure out what to do with all this mess yeah. and what's interesting jason is that and you can you'll see it on the charts is like we forget like we're in the dog days of summer too where this is like the slowest period of trading yeah. so you have like these massive elevated movements and then like it goes numb for a week or so and then boom another massive elevated movement yeah. and it makes it a very well every time is a dangerous time for someone that doesn't know what they're doing, but especially yeah. for newer traders who have no idea what they're doing, 
this is a very dangerous time because you're going to lose money. You have the potential to lose money at a rapid rate um, because of how much volatility has been in the market. And it's, it's yeah. tough. It's it is. Tough. Um, it is. And what's interesting is we, as you say, non-farm came out Friday, had a yeah, massive yeah. rally to the upside. Then we had CPI out this afternoon. It's gone straight back down to where we left off. You know, anticipation in the middle. Akil says it's one of the, the quieter times of the year, which it is. Um, and, you know, how are you supposed to trade this sort of thing? You know, little traders, retail traders like us, we'll get eaten alive if we try to, you know, bet on this stuff continuously. We're going we're gonna to come unstuck, um, which is why I'm much more of a fan of a technical approach, you know, and, and then if a news event plays out in favor of my technical trade that I'm already in, then potentially I can manage the trade slightly different by extending or squeezing more profit out. But I certainly wouldn't use trades or fundamentals to get into a trade, which we've said many times uh, on this before. Akil, we always see, um, you know, the main important reason for not doing that is we never know the market participants' reactions, right? No, it is... Um... <laughs> We never do know it. And I was someone that early in my career, I got lucky on a few fundamental trades and I yeah. thought I was a fundamental expert and all that one stuff, right? Yeah. I listened to the news, the news would tell me one thing and I'd be like, ah, you know, good number, good reaction, bad number, bad reaction. This trading stuff is easy. And then you you figure it out that, you know, when you, when you watch it repeatedly, you'll have good news that has bad reactions or bad news that's had good reaction. It, it's it's more about understanding the market's yeah. vibe. And what, what's interesting about today is this, right? You know, typically your bigger moves in the market come from a deviation of the expectation, right? We, we've all heard the term, buy the rumor, sell the news. Like if you're yeah. really a news trader, like your institutional traders, your insiders, your even your fundamental retail traders, you're trading and investing well ahead of everything, right? You talk about investing a lot, right? You don't invest when something is already going. You want to get in kind of before everyone else knows about it. That way you can ride that wave up and then cash out. And that's what the real fundamental traders are are doing. Um, so yeah. kind of the expectation is priced into the market well beforehand. So you see the big news when something messes it up, when everyone's expecting one thing, and then all of a sudden something else comes out and you're yep. like, oh crap, I got to kind of reevaluate the situation. So what was interesting about today is that I think across the board, we expected a, a lower CPI number, right? Mm -hmm. We were running at, you know, highs or whatever like that. We expected a little bit of a, a move back down. So I thought the big move would come if for all of a sudden we hit new highs. I thought the market would go crazy and explode because no one expected that. We got a better than expected number slightly, but nothing that seemed too crazy. And the market's going crazy. So it's like, yeah, who knows, man? Like I can talk all that stuff. I got all this experience. Yeah. I still don't know, man. And and the same <laughs> with the, the non-farms. I think it was like the previous was like four, 340 and then it was predicted at 250 and it went to 550 or something. And, and it was like, you know, the reaction, you, you can't, you can't guess this stuff. You can't preempt this stuff. Consistently. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can get lucky. Yeah. And you mentioned like inside, you know, having having an insider. First of all, if you if you are if you happen to know someone on the inside who can give you inside information, first of all, it's very unlikely you do know someone like that. But second of all, I would not 
dabble with that that you know no amount of money that you can get from the market is worth spending your life behind bars no. uh and believe me <laughs> you know there's been many no. cases of that <laughs> second of all you know there are there are people who are very very smart fundamentally and it's not just about having the ability to kind of take the risk based on your fundamental knowledge it's a it's a case of having the mentality to be able to do that quickly and be able to do it consistently like like akil said and a, a really cool story i think that plays into what you just said akil is when the tsunami hit in 2011 there was a group of there was a group of traders that made a fortune by um shorting right and you know a lot of people think well you know surely the yen's going to be terrible you know the it's going to be shot to pieces but they were able within kind of a few minutes to make a ton of money and the reason being is they had this kind of smart questioning going on and they basically went for a series of questions like what happens after an enormous like an, an enormous kind of natural disaster well they rebuild and then where does the money come from to rebuild well it comes from insurance claims high interest savings accounts sale of stock international donations and then it's like well where does where will the insurance claim fund come from well it's third-party insurance agencies that are international cash stores that are currently invested internationally where are the savings account funds currently uh, located internationally? Where do international donations come from internationally? And then it's like, well, why are all these sources international? And it's because Japan has the lowest interest rate in the world. So it's not financially sensible for the Japanese to keep their savings in Japan. So these astute kind of clever investors just figured that out very, very quickly. And they just got in you know they got in and they they saw the bigger picture in a moment of minutes and uh the chances are you can't do that <laughs> you can't do that over and over again consistently because you just don't have that level of awareness it's too much to keep your eyes on so it's far easier just to stick with the technicals and then when these news announcements come out yeah it's great to read about all these things and what went behind it but for a technical retail trader it's best to just not be greedy try and catch the run as much as you can get out be happy with that and then move on to the next and also have a strategy for not taking trades in the news and managing trades in the news so i guess the question to you guys is what do you um you know what do you avoid do you avoid anything uh akil do you avoid anything yeah, I, I avoid high impact news events. Now, I, I should say this, and and I, I avoid them on a lower scale. So longer term trades, um, they don't really make too much of a difference because, like you said, they're built into the process. Like honestly, if you look at anything on a daily chart, and you can even make the case for a four hour chart, news isn't going to have that great of an effect, right? You know, we had a big move today, and I think it was what. 200 pips, usually your bigger news events, if you're looking at anything between 50 and 100 pips, it's not really going to mess up your idea mm. too much as far as like the intraday kind of swings. Anything under a four-hour chart, um, you're playing a dangerous game. And I remember when I was a day trader, um, you know, I saw this firsthand because I, I came into the market as a trader with the idea like it's either technical or fundamental. You're on one side or the other, like I'm ignoring all fundamentals. I don't care about anything. I'm sticking to the charts, right? And, and that was 
a necessary way of thinking back then because I needed to kind of focus on technical analysis, but it's also not the smartest because it's ignoring that fundamental analysis has an importance and it, it, it does. And I would get whipsawed to death by stuff like this. So I would be in yeah. very good trades. News would come out and it would just like it would spike it down, hit my stops. And then like five minutes later, it would return to whatever it was doing after the emotional reaction wore off, go up to where my targets would be. But I wouldn't be in the trade. Um, so I started looking into that kind of just off the experience of getting hammered and saying that, hey, I need to avoid certain events on these lower time frames, high volatility events. You know, so you have stuff like, you know, and I would say this. The tricky part is there are a few that are always going to be kind of big. So like non-farms, I always avoid non-farms, like an interest rate decision. Yeah. You know, if there's any, you know, um, unless we're in a state where no interest rate is, you no know, decisions are, or nothing's being changed, you will always avoid them, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but aside from that, there are going to be minor news events that are going to be very important. And it's funny, kind of like you, what you said about the story about the tsunami, if you're going to pay attention to fundamental news events, you have to pay attention to what's affecting what. So if you know inflation is the biggest mover, yeah. we know that, okay, CPI has a direct relation to that. That's going to be a, a bigger mover. Anything with direction to or, or with relation to that big mover could potentially be important. So I would simply put in a protocol where if I'm actively trading, if it's one of these high impact news events or something I deem to be one, you know, stay out 15 minutes before. Um, right. You don't want to get into a trade right before because, you know, it's not going to play out in 15 minutes and most likely mm -hmm. and stay out 15 minutes later, usually about 15 minutes later after the news event is done. You know, you get all the kind of weird stuff that happens. The dust settles um, emotionally. You're out of that period where you're seeing everything go crazy and you have that temptation yeah. to want to buy and sell. And then you can kind of restart, reanalyze with yeah. kind of a, a calmer heart and a, and a, a fresh pair of eyes on things. So I, I think 15 minutes before and after you can stretch it out to 30 if you want, but that's, you know, that's taken, that's taken two hours out of your day or an hour yeah. out of your day. But yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that's a good enough time. Yeah. yeah that's, that's cool. I Elections think, um, as well. Or she says on the chat. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Elections, definitely elections. Um, when the Trump was going on, oh, you know, that was, yeah. that was crazy. Um, <laughs> might see it again. <laughs> we might see it again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Ugh. I remember. Um, yeah, someone just made a. I realized I'm. Uh, I meant to say they went long the yen when everyone thought it was going to yeah. crash. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. And uh, they bought your yeah because basically all the money was held internationally, and then obviously when all the insurance things took place, the money was moved back into Japan to start the rebuilding process, and then there was a surge in the yen, and and that's where they made their money. So incredible insight and uh, fantastic. If you want to watch a great film as well, The Big Short, um, you know, very similar to now and talking about high impact news releases there's going to be certain times when some news in like cpi for instance sometimes it, most of the time it just doesn't really affect the the markets it doesn't it doesn't move the markets too much but because of what we're in now you know unprecedented times like akil said at the beginning every penny is mattering on the cost of living right now right and if there's any news to do with cpi right now it is having a major major impact in the markets whereas five years ago it, you know cpi news ah whatever you know maybe you don't maybe it don't worry about you too much you know mm -hmm. so 
it is dynamic as well. You know, as you get these kind of, you know, I love Ray Dalio. He talks about these cycles of the market. And Ray Dalio's, what, 70 something? I think he might be 70, yeah. maybe 70. Actually, I think he's much older than that. He's seen he's, a lot he's of. He's getting close recessions. to 80, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. he's seen a lot of recessions. He's seen a lot of cycles. And he is the most obsessed guy with studying trends and patterns and algorithms that I've ever, you know, I've ever studied. And, um, you know, he talks about these cycles and it's, a, it, again, having, having the ability to dynamically adjust with where we are, this whole breathing pattern of inflation and interest rates, because interest rates is basically the most important thing in, in the markets. Uh, that's going to really drive everything ultimately. So, um, you know, maybe start having uh, paying attention to those cycles, to where, where it's had a bigger dramatic effect in your trading, where it hasn't, you know, what news seems to trigger on different interest rate hikes and things like that. Um, but what I would say is if you are tempted to look at your charts just before a news announcement like this afternoon, like CPI, and tempted to just click the button <laughs> and, uh, and go short or go long or whatever it is you're doing, please just remember that that is you having a bit of fun hopefully with money you can afford to lose and just gambling and it's not a consistent approach to trading the worst thing you could possibly do is earn a ton of money out of that move get a little bit cocky do away with your trade plan and then just go right can't wait till next non-farm friday and then you just rock up and start trading x i know many people that have tried that approach i don't know about you akil that was that was literally what you said was my approach back a long time ago. Right. All your stories have to deal with me as well, man. That tsunami, <laughs> that was 2011, right? Yeah, 2011, yeah. So it's funny. That's when I had my big psychological meltdown. Right. Um, I was I, I was actually, I was managing money and I was uh, I was a systems trader and I, and, you know, I didn't really pay attention to like having a safe and diverse portfolio. So I had about five or six yen pairs that I had in my portfolio and all lost at the same time and that's when i lost about i think i lost almost thirty thousand dollars man and i just like yeah i shut down i was ready to break everything and then i came back and i realized that you know everything ended up reversing after the initial kind of wave and everything went long like the traders you said you talked about and i would have had entry signals in all of them i would have made sixty thousand dollars back but i didn't because i i stopped trading i couldn't deal with it so like that's one yeah. one hurt piece that stands out forever for me with the non-farms i did something similar again uh, very early on I, I hit on it just because you know i happened to be in the, a trade in the right direction at the right time and i thought it was a genius and i said hey man like ditch this strategy i'm just gonna travel the world i'm gonna load up my computer once a month for the non-farms i'm gonna make whatever money off of it and then i'll <laughs> go back to traveling the world for another week i thought i thought it was that simple and then uh, I, I found out after the next few months that it really, it really wasn't, and kind of went back to reality. But like, <laughs> I actually thought that, like, I really thought that it, it was such a great feeling of hitting on like a, a two hundred pip non-farm move and like making that much money in a matter of like seconds, like literally yeah. seconds, like I'm yeah. in, I'm out, and it, it just it, it was it was false advertisement, but it, it sold me the dream that I wanted to hear. Right, I wanted to yeah. hear that trading was this get rich quick scheme that you can make a lot of money really really quickly and it everything that i wanted to hear that one instant told me 
And I believed it. I was blind to everyone else. And then I, I learned the hard way it wasn't true. But, you know, I know there are so many traders out there just like that, where you get lucky on that one trade and like, this is it. This is the jackpot. I'm going to stop doing everything and just do this. And yeah. then, you know, you revert to the mean, you realize it's not that easy as you thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely Man, not. Way, definitely. way to make me feel bad today about myself. Why, why did I bring up this topic? This is a, <laughs> just, just go, going back to my memories of, of horrible experiences. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. But with, with me, uh, for my swing trading, like I've got some strategies that I trade on the daily time frames. Um, if I'm in those trades, I don't close those down um, other than non-farms. So non-farms, I'll close them down. But any other, any other news release, um, unless we have the bank, Aussie bank news overnight, I yeah. won't close those yeah. down. Um, but they're not, yeah, right. And then obviously, uh, cause I used to get up, I used to get up. It was, it was either half past midnight or it was half past two in the morning, depending on what news it was on that Asia session. And I used to get up in the middle of the night and that's not where I'm at right now in my life. You know, that's not, <laughs> so, so, you know, close it out just don't worry about it. Um, and then obviously my intraday stuff, then I'm a lot more careful with. So as I say, I never, never place trades before, just before the news, um, or after about, I give it about an hour after. And then, um, if I'm in the trade and I'm in profit and it, I, I can just closely manage it, uh, not on non-farms, I'll just close that out anyway. If it's any other news, I'll manage it. And if it plays in line with my trading this my trading prediction from a technical standpoint i'll just take off my profit target as soon as it's uh within five pips of my profit target i'll, t I'll remove that and then trail the stop to see if i can squeeze more out of it that's really it you know it's hardly rock and roll um but then again i'm not a rock and roll trader i'm a very boring uh boring predictable trader which um which i prefer and i think you do as and well again, and that comes with experience too. So we're, if you're a new trader, we're not saying, especially the part with the, the active trade management, hey, I'm, I'm gonna take my profit target off and try to squeeze a little bit out more out of it. Um, again, if you're a new trader, you shouldn't be doing that, right? That's no. not an every trade type of thing because you're gonna end up trying to squeeze more out of it and you're gonna get squeezed yourself, right? Yeah. This is something that Jason, who is an experienced trader, you know, has practiced doing, he's mm -hmm. done, has experience doing this in the market. It's, he's not flying blind. He's got protocols for everything. It's not kind of an emotional decision that yeah. says, Hey, this thing's moving. Now I'm going to move my profit target. Like this is predetermined. He already knows, Hey, if I'm in this trade during this news event, then be ready to do this. Yeah. If trade goes in my favor, then I can manage just by keep, uh, you know, closely keeping that mouse over that, that stop out button as well, just in case things go backwards. Yeah. So you know, and, and there's a massive difference between what you can do when you have that experience and you allow yourself a little bit more freedom like that, rules-based freedom, but freedom versus someone who's trading it for the first time. So I want to yeah. put that in there because, you know, you know, a lot of traders are out there just looking for the excuse, wait a minute, I can just, I can move my stop <laughs> whenever I want. I can move targets. Yes, yeah. Jason said it, so yeah, I can yeah. do it. No. it. It's it's done in a professional way. And that's those little things that are differences between kind of your amateur traders and your professional yeah. traders where we can do those little things, but there, there is a, a rhyme and reason for doing it. We just allow ourselves to have a little bit more flexibility yeah. because we, we've earned that right, to be honest with you. That's, that's, that's what it is about, earning the right. And mm -hmm. like I, I've had two of those situations in about the last 18 months. So it's not a, it's not a 
common thing anyway. It's very rare. And not only that, I've traded it long enough. Um, I've tested that particular you know strategy for about seven years now. And each time I review it, I know that it is worth doing for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't keep doing it. A lot of people just yeah. keep doing things not knowing why they're depleting their account. If I find something that is detrimental to my overall trading plan or my performance, I'll get rid of it. I won't just keep doing it, but it's crazy how many people just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And yeah, it's uh, that's not a professional <laughs> Next time. Way. It's going to be next time. It's, it's like a bad relationship, right? You're in a bad relationship. Yeah. It's going to be different this time. No, it's not. It's going to be the same. <laughs> it's like you just yeah, be honest. Uh, keep putting yourself in that toxic relationship, but it's uh, yeah. yeah we, and we'll continue to see it because not not enough traders out there are willing to look within and and make the change. It's much easier to blame everything else and have hope of it being different next time, even though it it really won't. And that's going to be for you guys listening something that you know you're going to be at that crossroads at some point. You're going to have to make the decision like, hey, yeah. am I going to keep doing this dumb stuff and keep getting the same result, or am I going to do something different and and really start making change? And yeah. Yeah, it's up to you. So, I guess the kind of end message here is: if you're think if you're thinking about the news or trading the news, you're not trading the news. You're trading the market participants' reaction to the news, which is a third party, fourth party, potentially fifth party that you're trying to guess kind of an outcome of, which is absolutely not impossible but very very difficult. And for the average retail trader, it is going to be the cause of you blowing your account for most for, for most of you unfortunately i mean we've got enough me and akil have worked with enough traders now to have a decent enough sample size to be qualified enough to make these kind of statements because we see it so many so many times and uh that is the facts that's the statistics so be very very cautious be a smart trader a professional trader and if you do bring the news into your trading have a trade plan have a plan of what you do, you know, an objective trade plan, an approach to the news that benefits and enhances your trading system over time, not depletes your account. And uh, I just want to say one more thing, actually. This Saturday, if you're in the UK or roundabouts, we are doing a meetup for the community. So if you're around, um, you can come and meet us in London. We're going to meet do some kind of educational stuff and then just a social network type thing overlooking the Thames in London. Grab a space for that if you haven't already. And Akil, anything else left to say? Markets are moving, man. Markets are moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the euro dollar. Um, so that's it's, it's funny to see the difference. Like usually you see this, a similar movement across the board. Like we're seeing euro and pound pretty much hold the highs. If you look at the yen crosses, like the euro yen, the pound yen, um, we're seeing continuation down. We got some some nice levels of support they're coming to. Same thing with dollar Canada. So I'm going to be, I'm not too interested in the continuation trade just because there's nothing mm -hmm. on the hourly I can do about that. But I'm going to look for the reaction on, if you look at dollar Canada coming to 127, 127.80s down there, dollar yen is, is a little bit further away. We've got what? 130 just a little bit of relief is what i'll be looking for in the market but there is um it, it broke up some of the mess which is exciting um, yeah so i'm gonna we're gonna see what the rest of the day plays since i've got i've got some time today and see if we can get some see if i can get a little counter trend action going here that'd be cool 
Awesome. Excellent. Well, guys, (laughs) I wish you all the best in the market. Akil, I wish you the best in the market as well. And join us next week for another coffee. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear any topics discussed on this Trader Coffee Break channel, um, let us know in the comments and also share the channel around because when we get to a thousand, we'll just do a a live Q&A where we just bring everyone in and we just literally answer questions like a machine gun for half hour or an hour, maybe. Uh, Until then, take care, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you then. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, subscribe to the Trader Coffee Break channel. We go live on Wednesdays, 10 a.m. New York, 3 p.m. UK, talking about the subjects that, well, really you don't hear a lot about over the internet. We do it in a nice laid-back fashion. We have the chat open so you guys can join as well, ask questions, and lend your opinions. YouTube search The Trader Coffee Break with Jason Greystone and myself, Akil Stokes, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.